Stamattina mi son svegliato Oh bella ciao, bella ciao, bella ciao, ciao, ciao Una mattina mi son svegliato Ed ho trovato l'invaso Tu m'attendoni, j'attends ton retour Oh bella ciao, bella ciao, bella ciao, ciao, ciao J'ai beau chanter, mais j'attends toujours Continue sans toi, va m'en vouloir Oh bella ciao, bella ciao, bella ciao, ciao, ciao Et je l'ai fait pour toi, je t'en prie pardonne-moi eh. À contre-coeur, oh bella ciao And we're live. All right, everybody. Hola, hola. Que pasa, que pasa. Um, bueno, we are back. It's the Lingaholics podcast. Um, soy Ian. Estoy aquí. Y yeah, we are back. We got our first episode out and it is out there in the pod universe. And we're all pretty excited. I'm sure we'll touch on that or how we're... Uh, we're feeling i'm talk to some friends and listen to it so yeah so oi oji i'm gonna send it to my man um cody so just say we are we're doing our first remote episode already episode that's two. right so zooming it we are zooming it because everyone nowadays is a zoom pro so cody kodo lakud kapasawe not much man just hanging out here so uh yeah we're all um Ian is back in his hometown, Lloyd Minister, right now. Back on the borderline. Yeah. Yep. So for those of you that don't know, uh, Lloyd Minister is a small town. It's on the border of Alberta and Saskatchewan. Yeah, Pretty cool, right? Yeah. 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 It's it's a town, really. It's got some like sort of city status, but not really. Oh. Okay. And yeah, it's it's my hometown. It's the May long weekend. Um, I'm working from home, so as long as you got a Wi-Fi signal, why yeah. not come on home? Yeah. So it's good, man. Back in back in the double L for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and Marcus and I, we are uh, we're still in Calgary, but we just wanted to give this uh, remote thing a try. So we're gonna we're gonna see how it goes. And yeah, I just uh, Ian just mentioned that it was uh, that it's May long weekend. We just yeah. we just got that over with. So in Canada here, we have. Uh, a weekend every every third, usually every third weekend of May. It's called May Long so. Weekend, and we usually go out camping. But uh, I don't think many people went out camping this year because of Corona, and also the weather was really bad. So really, oh no! Oh, so I'm, geez, I'm getting my oh, weekend. No, no, the weather was oh, really no. good. This, yeah, yeah. All the days blend together during these times. Yeah. So, so can someone remind me what's the actual holiday called? Victoria Day. Victor- that's what it's called. Sorry, I'm not. I'm the yeah. non-Canadian here, so I don't know these things. I know it's we, Memorial we all, Day. Nobody Day. calls it that, though. We just all call it May Long Weekend. Maybe it's long. it's it's yeah. Memorial Day next week in in the states. I know that. So oh. that's their long weekend. Yes. Oh, it's it's one after. Victoria it's Day? one after. Ah, uh, okay. I didn't know it was the same thing. So. Hey, Marcus, no, they, you haven't... They, 
no i haven't i haven't introduced myself yeah Yeah, so i'm in i'm I'm in calgary i'm in i'm in my apartment right now so uh not much going on man i'm just i'm busy i'm busy with uh regular work so i've been doing that all day and i'm 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 really cramming now i set a pretty intense deadline for myself for the end of the month so i'm I'm really cramming and it's going well but you know a little stressed out but not too bad here uh i spent the last two hours doing a little bit of french uh, a little Ooh. bit of Spanish as well. So I'm, I'm, oh. uh, <laughs> L'Espagnol aussi. Ça marche, ça marche. Ça marche, oui. Ça marche, oui, bien ah. sûr. Oh, so, uh, yeah, everything's, oh. everything's going really well. So, also one thing I want to let the listeners know is that we're, we're investing in some new uh, infrastructure here. So, Ian, yeah. you got your new mic for, for this week's episode. Well, I, no, hear me. Yeah, this is in a mic. Cause I, like, I don't know what I was thinking, like, two or three years ago. I was like, I'm going to buy a cool mic to start recording things. And it just never happened. And this mic's been, like, living in the bottom shelf of my place for, like, three years. Wait, what mic is that? Years. This is a Blue Yeti. So, Oh, my Yetis. God, man. That's a nice one. Because I was doing well, my yeah, research. Man. That's a really nice. That's, like, 200 bucks, something like that. Oh, no, I, I splurged, like, and it's, like, yeah. two so, years ago. And, yeah, now I finally get to put it to use. So I was, I was thinking about getting one of those, but I ended up going with the one, the tier under, basically. So like hmm. the mid-range. So I was first looking at like the really cheap ones. And I ended up okay. going for one for, for 80 bucks or whatever that had good reviews on Amazon. But the Blue Yeti, man, that's what like all the most podcasters use that. Sweet, man. I'm pretty sure they use it for chiclets, for example. Anyway, oh, anyway, nice. yeah. So, yeah, so... So yeah, we're we're investing in that, uh, which will be pretty good. So quality is going up. That was some of the feedback that I got <laughs> after the first episode that our, our sound quality yeah. wasn't that great. So, but but we're working on it. So the next couple episodes, the, the sound quality is gonna vastly improve. I got it, boys. So yeah. Also, one more thing, but before we jump into it, we we gotta let the listeners know that we're now on on uh, a couple couple different platforms. Few sites, yep. We're on. Could you could you just go through those real quick? Uh, yep. So to start, we're on Spotify, iTunes accepted us as of a couple days ago. We got the notification for that. So, uh, the main probably that's probably like the biggest podcatcher. I'm guessing that yeah. and Spotify. I personally, I'm a big TuneIn guy, and Are that actually, on there? yeah, we're on TuneIn. We're on TuneIn, and TuneIn is just streaming. Heck yeah. Actually, no, I think you can download on TuneIn as well. But TuneIn actually goes back a long, long time. Like, I remember when I was still living in Saskatoon, I was using TuneIn to listen to, like, Honduras radio stations to get my yeah. Spanish. No, fit. I know TuneIn. TuneIn is TuneIn classic. Is great. That's a yeah, classic. Man. So, uh, TuneIn, not just uh, a podcatcher, but a language learning resource as well. Like, Sirve. Sirve, parse. Sirve, parse. <laughs> um and soundcloud uh that's soon like, youtube soon youtube yeah we're well. gonna start soon putting YouTube. videos on youtube yeah youtube pronto so tonight zoom video too eh that'd be on 100 percent. 100 percent. so yeah boys 100%. uh lots of platforms so we're out there we're out there now um so i just want to well i just want to give a little shout out here to start my coffee mug you can see it. Uh, the listener. <laughs> I see Polly Gav. Oh, oh, Pod, oh <laughs> let me move that. Let me move that. Polly Gathering Online. 
May 29th to May 31st, which is to nine days from now. It's starting up. So uh, I've been, I went to the, my first polyglot gathering, which is, there's a few of these language events that happen around the world that are, uh, I think there's like three big ones. There's polyglot gathering, there's polyglot conference and Langfest. So this year is supposed to be happening in uh, Terrasin, Poland. I might not be saying that right, but just outside of Warsaw. But Pinche Corona. Pinche Corona. Pinche Corona. But um, like it was in Poland originally. And being a teacher and school year doesn't end for me until the end of June. It uh, wasn't possible to go. But it's all online now. So I'm telling all my friends galore. It's like this was a great conference for me is where I met a ton of people I want to like, talk to on this podcast. So I'm, I'm not affiliated with them anyway. I'm just shamelessly promoting it with my uh, green screens. And <laughs> coffee That's fair. It's, uh, it's going to be weird. It's going to be on Polish time zone. European, so it's like eight hours ahead. So I might be getting up at like two in the morning. Yeah, it's crazy. Talks, but believe you me, people like if you just, if you were like ever interested in one of these events, this is the perfect time. Cause you can just sit with your laptop, it costs 20 euros, which was that like 30 bucks? Marcus, you know euros, whatever, whatever that is. Uh, I know. Yeah, if it's something like that. It's pretty, it's, yeah, it's pretty good. And there's, there's, I already got the program out. Uh, it's super interesting. There's always a talk, uh, lots of cool polyglots in the scene. So, so yeah, that's, that's May 29th, 31st. And I'm, I'm pumped. I'm jazzed. I'm going to be getting up early. <laughs> I'm going to be getting up early for that, folks. Or just stay up all night, eh? Could, yeah, I could. I think it starts at 2 a.m. and then goes to, like, I don't know, nine hour time in the morning. Oh, my God. So I'm going to get up. Or I'm going to go to bed. That's awesome, early. man. Oof. Yeah, I know about yeah. that for me, but. Yeah, I, I don't I do not do no, no. all-nighters like that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might be like have supper and go to bed to get ready for it. Oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, man. So these gatherings, super fun, super social. We talked about how, like, languages – get talking with people you get to know them it's like meeting you two guys times like a hundred because it's like well, that's what term. it's all about There's a right? cody and a marcus that you're talking to oh that's what it's all about right, right? the conferences Dude, imagine like... being in a room with a hundred marcuses and a hundred cody's <laughs> that's kind of what it is dude like <laughs> yeah man in a different country like when everyone went to bratislava in 2017 like i think 90 percent of the people have never been to slovakia so it's like you're in a new place too. So super fun, man. Like, yeah, know. it's all about conferences. Like for me in the sciences, at, at least in academia, it's all like all scientists always have these conferences that they go to. That's like the point of being a scientist. I feel like it's the same for, for, for polyglots to go to these conferences to study languages. And that's kind of the, the incentive to actually like study. So you can go to these, these conferences and, and meet other oh, people have a good time. Yeah, I mean, it's you get you get there, and they give you a. I don't think I have mine with me. They give you like a little badge thing, you like write your name on it, and then you have like stickers for like what languages do you speak? So you put those on your sticker. You put those stickers on so when you're walking. So around. so they have that. They have that in in bigger cities like Toronto. They have uh, what's it called Mundo Lingo. Mundo oh Lingo. yeah, you know I what I'm talking about. So disappointed that they don't have that in Calgary. What is well, that? Well, Azrin. So, so basically, it's, it's, it's like a meetup 
but it's mm -hmm. bigger and it's like a socializing event. So it's the same, it's the same idea. You go there and you put on whatever sticker. So like uh, the yeah, flag yeah. you speak German, you put on a German flag, uh, whatever you get the deal. So yeah. you do that and then you just walk around and mingle. Yeah. Well, it's basically that's like, how I understand you know, the, the event that Asrin has languages and beers. Uh -huh. It's kind of like yeah. that. It's like it basically, but there's like, there's usually like lots of people there and like, that's like, Oh man, I love that stuff. Well, it's more do they do that? Do they put the name tags? Yeah, uh, you have the name tags and the flags. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Azrin's event too. Oh no 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 no. Oh right. yeah, no. Smaller, lower Azrin, key. Azrin, Azrin's event is only tables. So like, you go to the oh, German table, you yeah. go to the Spanish mm. table, the German. Like, get it? Yeah. So, well. Yeah, these conferences are fun, man. Dude, just while we're on topic of conferences, that's where I originally met Azrin as well, and. <laughs> when we on podcast. I met him in Montreal on the way to a, a Korean karaoke bar in a cab in Montreal, man. Because, yeah, it's the social aspect. Don't get me wrong. Like, all these uh, talks, because it's every topic under the sun that you can see. But then a lot of people go, it's for that social part after, right? Where it's like, you can go salsa dancing in uh, Bratislava, or you can go to a uh, Korean karaoke bar in Montreal. Like, Lots of lots of cool stuff to see. Nore bange kaja. Nore bang kaja. But yeah, Azrin, Azrin probably remembers it better than me. So uh, yeah, so all about good. them conferences, hey? Conferences, conferences. Okay. So polygon so, gathering. Yeah. So so moving on before we get into all the other topics I just want to talk about uh, some some more feedback from from the yeah. last episode so Over I had here. a bunch of Mexicans actually give us the juice I had a bunch of Mexi I had a bunch of Mexicans reach out to me Ooh. and and uh, they, they 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 pointed out out some stuff some uh, some stuff we got wrong during the last podcast more oh, really? specifically more specifically mm. something you got wrong Ian yeah so I feel what? like we have to have did a get, serious discussion about this. Did right I get now. the Esperanto greeting? No, room? that I don't know about that. I don't <laughs> okay, know if I no, no, Esperanto. Good, good. The Esperantists aren't after me yet. No, I will learn. No. Shout Uler. out 2020. 2020 what? Uler? Escuchame, escuchame. Uler doesn't mean anything. No way. I'll look it up on my Spanish dictionary. <laughs> Please do, because that doesn't mean anything. Okay. Uler. What is it? What is it? Uler. Untar. Oh. Yeah, we were told it was untar. Yeah. You lied, man. You embarrassed us during the first podcast. No. <laughs> Look, we all learn. Man, I get up in front of my, uh, I'll forget words in front of class, like 30 students sometime. I'll like pull out my phone and the Spanish dictionary and just like look up the word. And everyone's like, you're not a real Spanish teacher. And I'm like, say me el video. Like. <laughs> no, it happens, man. It happens, man. We untar. Untar? Untar. Untar. Yeah. We forgive you. But uh, so I know we're just Mexican, man. It's an AR verb. Untar? Yeah. Regular yeah. AR verb. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Oh, but you know, these, you know, Gracias, you know these, <laughs> these Mexicans are really picky. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> Because God forbid they couldn't untar their bag. Yeah, but. so I thought it'd be funny to bring that up during the podcast. That is funny. That is good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I have a certified bachelor degree in Espanol, but 
Untar. Se me fue. All right. Awesome. Yeah, man. But yeah, untar. That means yes, that, exactly. That means they had to listen to like an hour in to catch. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, that's a uh, dedication. So. Dedication. Yeah. So people are listening. We got a bunch of really good feedback. He signed in. Yeah. Oh, so I want to bring something up too. Um, just, it, it, on the topic of of lying and misleading people. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, I think we we discussed it, and we're Ian and I were going to push our Korean competition back a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's because we want. Uh, so Marcus will not be here for the first week of June. He's going to be in Trana. Trana. So we want him to be there for that. So we don't want to. We we want to limit the amount of. Uh, remote podcasts as we possibly can. We like doing them in person, and we think the the sound quality and the interactions are better. So um, we're can't going beat to be off on our pardon. Can't beat that live energy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So we're going to be holding off on our Korean competition uh, until I think we haven't set a date yet, but it'll be sometime in the second week of June. Yeah, and plus that gives Ian and I a little bit more time to to hone in on our super beginner yes. Korean skills. <laughs> <laughs> so along. we can have so we instead of having an extremely sloppy conversation, we can have like a somewhat really sloppy broken conversation. <laughs> yeah, a little less messy maybe, but still yeah. Messy. So did we talk about how this competition is going to work? The format, like the format of it, yeah. Mm, speaking, and then yeah, but who's gonna who's gonna judge? Well, do we like? I've, I've got a friend that can judge us. Yeah, but that that'll that'll be biased though. Like it has to. I feel like it has to be. No, no, it won't be biased. I I, <sighs> I just I just care. met her recently, so like they know Korean way better than us. <laughs> yeah, fit to judge. My opinion. All right. I I still think it would be really funny if we got someone completely random. (laughs) Could happen. Okay. Well, regardless, we're 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 going to have someone who's who's going to judge us, and I think uh, essentially it should just yeah, it's just going to be a a conversation with with as much as we as much as we know. Yeah, like I think opening statements. Some kind, and then, yeah. like I'm not saying it's be like, like a political debate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like both of us meeting at the DMZ from both sides. Oh god, no, uh, um, uh, Korean joke. Yeah, come on, people, come on, it's Korea. Um, so or whatever, like opening things, and then uh, heard uh, or judge at throwing questions back and forth at us. Maybe I get to ask you a question. You ask me a question. And then yeah. <laughs> you can kind of just be like, how much flow can we get in the language? And then maybe like, how much random vocab can we just pull out of our... <laughs> you're like, well, I know this word at least. <laughs> it's going to be like a freaking rap right. battle. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going hard though. I'm going hard though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Korean eight mile is, what, is what's up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ian, you said you're going hard. How many how many hours a day are you putting in right now? 
I want to say two to three. Went closer okay. to three. Um, uh, like, like we said, there's no rules. So when I re-listened to our podcast for quality control, and you mentioned a couple of the resources that you're using. I'm like, I don't know. Oh, I shouldn't have said like, anything. I'm going to Google those. And yeah, that talk <laughs> to me in Korean is uh, that's some good stuff, bro. So uh, um, talk to me in Korean kind of moved to the forefront of my uh, my language repertoire, repertoire Sorry for uh, Korean. All right. And I think I've listened to the Michelle Thomas hour and a half, probably like six or seven times. Like today I just went for a walk. Um, at a park here in Lloyd, just listened to that. Just went for a stroll and got some Korean. Came back, um, uh, making my own digital flashcards. So we talked about how, like, kind of re- like reading Hangul and then like Romanization, how it's kind of either or, but I've like can combine them because uh, it's uh, super convenient to see both of those like together. Like, see so yeah. the Hangul and the Romanization. So he's got like it's clicking on both sides. And, and just reviewing a ton. Um, like, I've loved this word recently. Uh, Richard Simcott, shout out again. Polyglot said, um, over learning. So, um, sorry guys, give me one sec. My mom just brought me a coffee. I'm at my party. <laughs> no, no, party. <laughs> that looked so funny. That looked so funny. You were like waving like this. Yeah, I was like, what? What's he doing? <laughs> yeah. So... Cafe and Timmy, double coffee. Dude, uh, you're not going to be able to sleep tonight. I'm yeah, studying Korean. I'm going to be studying Korean, bro. Oh. <laughs> there you go, bud. <laughs> um, but yeah, overlearning. I think it's a great word in the language. Because I, I, I didn't think of it that way until it's like just review and review. Anytime you think you know it, you don't know it. You just keep reviewing it in different angles. And then... Do you guys, I want to talk to you about using different resources. Marcus, maybe you're noticing that this in French right now. If you're using like one resource and then you see it used in a second resource or like the overlap of things, when you start, you see things in one context and then see it in another, how it like reinforces it. Yes. I noticed that, that a lot. really well for me. What do you mean by resources? Oh, okay. Like for the Michelle Thomas course, it'd be like one mm-hmm. resource. So I hear a phrase in that. And then um, just listening to the, the Talk to Me in Korean podcast, so then they use that phrase, but they're kind of like using it in a different lesson, a different format. Oh, 100%. Just the fact that it came from like two very different pedagogical sources, but when they like intersect like that, it just like locks even further, I find. And if I make myself a flashcard for that word, then there's like a third lock onto it. So it's like all well, these little- for me, it's kind of like, for me, it's kind of like the first time I see something or hear something, I I don't really well I recognize it but it's like it doesn't really click. Uh-huh. It's like it just flies by. Right. Then I then I watch something else and then they say I think I'm associating to to what you're talking about right now. So I hear it again like a completely different YouTube video or a completely different podcast or whatever and then yeah. it automatically clicks like hey wait. Mm-hmm. I've heard this before. This must be important. You should probably yes. remember this. So so yeah. is that sort of what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Koro, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that's, um, yeah, that method really works for me. And that's one thing I've really been uh, trying to emphasize for myself is like, uh, like I said the last time, like I use uh, YouTube videos and podcasts and my course. And I find there's really a lot of 
overlap with vocabulary and grammar points. And sometimes I'll be learning things at a different pace. So let's say, for example, um, I, so on Talk To Me in Korean, I yeah. started learning the past tense. And that was my nice. first introduction to past tense. And in uh, like some of the YouTube videos I watch, for example, like a few days later when I'm watching something on there, then they'll start bringing up past, things in past tense. And then I get uh -huh. a little bit more reinforcement from that. And then yes. I'll, I'll get into my course and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, we're going to learn past tense today. And I'm like, okay, great. Like I already learned this, but it's just mm -hmm. even more review. So it's just like, it's just like you get um, an introduction yes. and then you get like a review twice mm -hmm. after that. If you, for me, if I'm using three and if you use even more resources than that, then it's even better. And you just like, it's just like this constant reinforcement. Mm -hmm. oh, That's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, I think that, that's that overlearning that, like... But that's why you like, learn useful stuff, you know? Yes. Uh-huh. And I think... And I think once you get... You're doing this long enough and you see different resources, like... Um, uh, like, I'm really liking this talk to me in Korean because a lot of the examples is like, hmm, like, I can see that, like, based on the experience of a polyglot learning style, you'd be like, ah, this is useful for me. Like this word will be high frequency or, or this phrase will come up a lot. Whereas sometimes you can see a, some vocabulary like, like this is not relevant. At yeah. All. Yeah. I do that. I do that too, for sure. Cause uh -huh. um, I find it, uh, it depends on the, on the resource. I find some are better than others. Mm -hmm. um, but once in a while you get one and they just, they, they, they often give you useless vocab. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. find that really frustrating when like half the words are like totally random and I would like never use on a daily basis. I'm like, okay, like that's, that's dumb. It's not useful. Not you know useful. what this reminds me of? It's really Hip -hop. funny. So, so I remember this episode of the Simpsons. It's really hilarious. It's like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like Homer, he gets his bills and like, as soon as he gets his, I think this is Simpson. It might be family guy. Might what? be family guy. I don't remember. But anyway, uh, it's either Homer or Peter. Homer they get their Peter. first bill. They get, their, they get their first bill, and they always throw the first bill away. They don't even look at it. <laughs> oh, it's only the first bill. I'm going to throw it away. They get the second bill. They look at it. They think about it for a second. Oh, whatever. I'm going to throw it away. They get the yeah. third bill. <laughs> it's like, okay, now I got to pay it. Now I really got to pay my bill. <laughs> I feel like it's the same thing with words. Like, you see a word once, like, I've never seen that before. It's probably not important. I'm not going to remember mm -hmm. it. I'm not going to learn it. You see it a second yeah. time, you're like, wait, have I seen this mm -hmm. before? This seems familiar. And then you see it a third yes. time, you're like, oh, wait, this is probably okay. really important. Oh, that's, that's a good point, yeah. Isn't yeah. that exactly what it is? <laughs> well, that's, that's a reading technique they mention as well. Especially like literature, Spanish literature, if I try reading. Like to me, that's still like the hardest thing of when I'm trying to get better with Spanish, like reading some Gabriel Garcia Marquez or Mario Vallejo. I try that. So all the Don Quixote. Don Quixote La Mancha, like all that and how it's just, you would be like, it'd be so slow if you were looking up every single word. And then like, while you're looking up words, you forget the context of what you're reading about. And it's just like useless anyway. But then they're like, Okay, if, if a word is coming up, I forget, there's like a rule five or six times on a page. Yeah, something like that. Then look it up. And, yeah. and, and that can be applied, like, yeah, to the 
third bill example of like, all right, this is showing up. And then, yeah, you gotta, you gotta learn that you need to use that. But I think also when you've done maybe your fifth language, you're like, yeah, I need to say like, how are you? Where's the bathroom? Uh, like, very frequent things like that's the thing you realize like okay like lots of the common phrases like introducing yourselves and what's traffic. your number yeah what's yeah. your number <laughs> sure. yeah so those so those bills are obviously the same bill right they're just reminders so just just so everyone uh-huh. it. um so yeah that kind of makes sense and i mean like i feel like learning a language you kind of have to be efficient like mm-hmm. you can't just sit. So I don't like doing this at all. Like I don't like just sitting and learning vocab because it's, it's quite, the, it's the opposite of what we're talking about. Right. You want to learn something that's applied. Like you, you yes. don't want to learn the words that you don't need. What's different right. English. I, I, I follow like the word super nerdy, but I follow like the word of the day. So like every, oh. every day I get an email with, with the Merriam Webster word of the day. That's and they can so be completely, it can be, they can be completely random and they can be like, like uh, words I would never use, but I still learn it just for fun. Oh yeah. Uh, and plus, do they put it in a sentence too? Or like, give you some Oh time? yeah. Always. It's super good. Merriam Webster word of the day. Shout out. But shout out. Spanish but, dict also does the same thing. Yes. That's really good. But the word thing is, you dia. should not, you should not do that unless you're already at like a very high level in your language yeah. learning. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So for me with Spanish, I would never, I, I, okay, I'm at the point where I'm trying to learn more advanced vocabulary, but I'm still, you know, just trying to get the common, even like the, um, the just, just the common jargon, basically. And, oh, yeah. Uh, just the different phrases that, that are actually useful. And you know what? Um, speaking of literature, actually, I want to bring something up about that. So in the past, and even recently, I, uh, I've always had this, like, idea and this... I don't know, like, what to call it, like, a, a persuasion in the back of my head to, like, that, oh, like, if I want to be really good at this language, I need to read, like, all the classic literature and, like, <laughs> all the really old stuff. Super and, like, cultured. Because I want to be cultured and, like, I want to be, like, immersed in, in it completely. And, like, I think, I don't, yeah. I don't think you need to do that, really. Unless you want to go for, like, total fluency, like, C2 level, like, you don't need to read stuff like that because so much of the vocabulary is just, is just not something that people would use in a regular conversation. No. Uh, when you're no. just like talking to, to friends or people that you oh. meet in your life. Like, so, God, no. yeah. So I, I just try to focus on, on more authentic um, material, right. Instead of, the really highbrow kind of like uh, literature. Like, okay, for the audio listener, I'm holding up a copy of Don Quixote de la Mancha. And like, yeah, Koda, you just hit it. Like, you read the first page of this bad boy? Well, no, see it, man. The- You're asleep. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's different. If, yeah, it's your interest. Like, I once had a buddy told me... Um, he's a big, he's a big reader that he, he, he'd read like the great Russian guys like Dostoevsky and them, but he didn't like them in English. He's like, well, I'd, I'd rather read them in their actual like original tongue of Russian to like really capture that. That was his interest of it. Like 
to go to the meetups to travel and everything like you don't need to yeah there's, there's not gonna be much use in like the first page especially if it's like way older and they're using like centuries old language anyway it's it's an interest thing yeah so, you're right you're right it's you're it's like yeah you feel like oh c2 level i can like quote uh shakespeare like by heart or something like mm-hmm. c2 which native english speakers don't do that no <laughs> yeah that's right yeah. But, I know. I feel like I'm just not there yet. You know, the priority for me is speaking and listening. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And reading that's kind of secondary for me. I think reading like, is something I'll do when I'm, when I'm older. So like when I'm like, <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm retired, like that's when I'll get into like all the classic literature. But don't yeah. get me wrong. I like to read if it's a good book in English, but it's just too advanced for me in Spanish or, or yeah. French. It's too annoying. Yeah, that's right. Oh, by the way, Marcus, I have something to bring up about you. Uh, a <laughs> what does that mean? Said no, no, it's not bad. It's just, it's just interesting. He's that something that he brought up. He said, "Wait, that who?" He, uh, this was Alejandro. Alejandro. Yeah, and he said that your that you said that you think your English is now better than your Swedish. Is that? Uh, by the way, I don't think we mentioned this last time. So. Marcus is actually from Sweden. Exactly, hermano. Yeah. So he's not, he's not Canadian. He's very, he's very much from Sweden. And so, yeah, what, what, what do you think of that, Marcus? Like, is, is, that, is that true? So, so he's taking this a little bit out of context. My reading and writing is better in English than Swedish. A hundred percent. Cent pour cent. Cien pour ciento. Ein hundred percent. Uh, well, how do you say I'm, that in Swedish? At hundred percent. That's pretty close. That's fi- look at that five languages, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. No, but for sure, reading and writing better in English, for sure. But the thing is, I've only, I've only read things and written things in English for the past seven years. Right. Like only, I read Your the Swedish news universe. like basically every day. Yes, I read Swedish yeah. news basically every day. I only spend like five minutes at it, but for sure, for sure, my reading and writing is better in English. Hmm. My That's speaking, like speaking the language, uh, I'd say my Swedish is still a little better, but only a little bit, like not significantly. Yeah, it's good. Like, okay. that's good. Your not significantly. Yeah, not okay. significantly. I think I'm a little better. Like, my mouth is still more fossilized to Swedish, so I think. I think I can speak faster and I think I can enunciate better in Swedish. I think maybe a little bit. I think I have better control of like the mechanics of speaking the language. Uh, but yeah. my English is not far behind for sure. Not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you, your English, like you basically sound like a native speaker. Yes, for sure. But that's because my, 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 um, my, I, I was fossilized, like my mouth muscles or whatever were fossilized. Yeah speaking English at a very early age. So like yeah. if you start speaking a language before the age of whatever, I don't know where it is, like 10, um, yeah. then your mouth muscles, well, they call it, they call it to, to get fossilized, right? That's, the, that's yeah. the terminology for it. But your mouth muscles, I guess, just get used to making those sounds or whatever. So um, I guess I had that going for me, just learning so, it from a very, very young age. When did you start learning? Uh, five. And 
the so I I know like the English education in the Nordic countries is oh no it's not that they put me they they just threw me into a elementary school in Massachusetts they're like hey figure this out <laughs> Boston shout out shout out yeah, to so, Boston you by know the way. the Irish kids yeah wait a minute I thought you I thought you didn't go to America until you were sixteen. No, I actually technically I went when I was six, but they threw me into, they threw me into an English school in Sweden when I was five, and then I I actually traveled when I was six. Oh, so so yeah, man, sirve, not a big deal, not no, a big deal. That's, I've always wondered that actually, like like that's what kind of it was impressive, but also bummed me out about Europe. When I went to the polyglot gathering, that was my first time in Europe. Three Everyone years just ago. speaks English to you? There's too much English. I'm sorry, <laughs> Europe. There's too much English there. Please. But that's why, like, you got to be stern. You got to tell people, hey, don't speak You got to be me. stern. Okay, yes, you got to be stern. But then B, you got to have, like, a mad confidence speaking, like, Slovak, if you're in Bratislava, to, like, pull yeah. it off and get, well, get so- the guy not to talk to you <laughs> back in English. But that is tough i realized my first go yeah so like it, ain't, this... it ain't nicaragua or like vamos a hablar español way. Like, so <laughs> so some some anecdotal stuff when i was in colombia once and i was in a situation like this i was trying to speak spanish with someone and they just kept talking to me in english and i was like <laughs> at one point i was just, i was like no entiendo no entiendo <laughs> yeah no <laughs> soy sueco <laughs> exactly yeah, solamente, solamente puedo hablar español so don't get me wrong there's still plenty of opportunities but i was still just blown away and that that, that was just a culture shock for me it was like man english is everywhere but that's just me waking up so <laughs> this brings us on to two really interesting topics that we should dive into i'm going to bring them up both so we don't forget them. So the first one is what we were just talking about and the second one is um, the, like, when, when let's say, for example, you move to a new country and you live there for, like, the rest of your life, and the idea of, like, forgetting your native language, Ooh. like, we should talk about that because I don't really know what to, I don't really know how to feel about that. Like, well, so, voluntarily so, uh, or involuntarily? I can, I can talk to this because I'm actually doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> When's your sleep? So, so here's the thing. I I speak. I I call my parents like very often, and I speak to them. So, uh, for nice. me, it's not gonna go away. Like I speak to I speak good. to friends and stuff all the time. So Perfect. for me, it's not gonna go away. I mean, like it's definitely stagnated. So the thing about Swedish, and this kind of works for like other languages as well, especially uh, Romance languages, is that if you learn an advanced word, or if you have a word in English, chances are that word exists in that language as well. So my Swedish vocabulary, yes, exactly. Um, So my Swedish vocabulary has improved just by learning English, if that makes any sense. Because I'm like, hey, there's a Swedish word for this and it's very similar, you know? Oh, absolutely. Like Mm -hmm. a big reason I've heard people should learn French um, like despite all the cultural personal reasons it may be is it will expand your English vocabulary immensely. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Can I give an example for this? Can I give an example for this? Amélioré. 
Ameliorate. 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 Yes, that's Ameliorate. a perfect example. Oh. You never yeah. use that yeah, word yeah, in English. Boku. You never use that word in English, like barely. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys ever used ameliorate in English. Like you would never Whoa. say that. I would never go to Cody and be like, hey, you want to go ameliorate our French? <laughs> <laughs> I would never say that. Like, but no, in, anytime in you want to sound more uh, uh, like higher class in English, you use a word from a more Latin root. Exactly. Like, right? Or if you want to sound more street level, like good old boy, you use like a Saxon base word. Yeah, that's right. You know, like a good Latin one for English would be like defenestrate. I have no idea what that means. You know, wow. Ian, do you know what that means? Nine. Defenestrate is the act of throwing someone out of a window. <laughs> fenetre. Jeez, fenetre. Yeah, fenetre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A fenetre. Dude, that's a such one. a good word, honestly. Another one I heard. Defenestration. <laughs> yeah. Um, another one on the actual Fluency podcast, another podcast that I listened to, shout out. Uh, one episode they talked about, because they were on this subject, and it was uh, sweat versus uh, perspire. Is that what we call Oh, yeah. Perspirants? Or, or sweat? Like, Antiperspirants. That's antiperspirants. Yeah, perspirant, right? But it's such a different vibe. It's like, I'm sweating versus I'm perspiring. Yeah, and same with uh, chew, and then the Latin-based word would be masticate. Masticate. Which masticar. is Masticar. Wait, it's, it's masticar, right? Yeah, yeah. Claro. And it's, See, yeah. Oh, we, we but have anyways, like, what I want to talk about this is, like, do you think it's really possible to lose your native language? Like, I think if yeah, someone 100%. loses their native like, I think that's, like, that takes an active effort to lose your native language. Like, there's no way uh, you can, like, passively forget. Like, oh, like, one day, like, oh, I, just, I have like, a story. Remember, I have like, a story. Cuéntanos. I have a story. So, um, this was in, like, 2014 uh, in the U.S. So, I was traveling from Burlington, Vermont to Boston, Massachusetts by Greyhound. Mm-hmm. So, in a Greyhound bus. Oh, so, boy. it's one of these bus, uh, bus companies, right? Greyhound story. Yeah. Uh, not here. Right? Not, not here, here. Not, in, not in Western Crazy. Canada. But yeah, for sure. In the U.S., it's big. It sucks, but it's oh, big. Oh, it used Greyhound. to be bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I suck. Uh, yeah, it sucks for sure. But it's still around. So I, I, I'm on this Greyhound bus, and I remember boarding, and it was basically full. Yeah. Uh, so there are only a couple more seats left, and it's not assigned seating. So you just go sit wherever you want. So I sit down next to this very wacky looking guy with like a big beard and everything, whatever, yada, 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 yada. Barbudo. Um, looks, yes, very wacky looking guy. Um, so I sit down next to him and uh, he starts talking to me. And this is literally like the only seat left on the bus. So, so he starts talking to me and for some reason I tell him, yeah, I'm from Sweden. I, I go to school here in Vermont, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, he starts looking at me and he goes quiet. Uh-huh. And he's like, I'm from Sweden. That's what he says in like a, a oh, really weird Swedish wow. outlet. I'm from Sweden. But he apparently, so this guy's 80 years old or whatever. Yeah. He emigrated from Sweden to How the US when he was 10 years old. Yeah, that's young. That's super young. When he was 10 years old and he hadn't been back since then. But this guy starts speaking Swedish to me. And his Swedish is, is bad. For sure, it's bad. 
but he still has like a very uh, distinct dialect, like Western Swedish dialect, which I can kind of pick out. Yeah. But his Swedish is for sure bad and he can't find words or whatever, but he still sounds like a Swede, which is kind of weird. It's just his, his ability to speak the language is really bad. You know, so it's, it's the complete opposite of like an immigrant that comes, let's say, to Canada and learns English. Let's mm-hmm. say that, Im- or like, for example, like in my lab, we have a bunch of, of, of academics, right, that are from yeah. other countries that have learned English uh, and they speak English very well. Their vocabulary and their grammar is on point, but they still have an accent, right? Oh, this yeah. guy was yeah. the complete opposite. Like this guy, this guy... Um, this guy spoke Swedish, sounding like a Swede, but he just sucked at it. <laughs> that's a long man. That's a long. He was really bad at it. He was, he was like eighty years old. He was eighty years old. He hadn't been yeah, back to Sweden for seventy years. years. Like, and he came here. He came to. I'm the surprised US he spoke. knew any. I thought you were going to say you didn't know any Finnish at all, because that's Finnish? what tends to happen. Finnish one. Sweden. Yeah, that was that was quite an experience. I I was like, "Whoa! Like, this is crazy. This guy, this Mm. guy's really like." You know what, though? Like, he you you said he emigrated to America when he was ten. So, like, that would have been different if he emigrated when he was twenty or thirty. Yeah. Yes, for sure, for sure. But still, Uh, just the fact that he still knew some after seventy. Yeah. Like. I'm assuming well, you just met him on the bus, obviously, but he probably, there had to have been something where he could muster that level that he did over those like 70 years, like a family member. I mean, like he had or, family, yeah. right? Like he didn't come For alone sure. as a 10 year old. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm like a... he probably spoke it every once in a while, you know, he probably spoke it every once in a while. But to me, that just proves that it's really, really difficult to lose your native language. Yeah. Okay, yeah, just, but it, yeah, yeah. I think it has to be in a, a situation like that, you know? Like, you come yeah. here, you go somewhere at a very early age. And you just very young don't age, speak your native language at all. And you just don't do it for 70 years. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to do it. Well, okay, I know, I know two counter. I know an example on both sides where it's like you lose it and then also where you keep it, like – one, like I was an ESL teacher for two and a half years in Northside Edmonton. And like some of the students were working so hard and trying so hard with their English that they actually like were telling me like, yeah, obviously I could still speak their Portuguese or their Spanish, or their Tagalog, fine. But they were starting to have little gaps. They would tell me in like their native vocabulary, like because... You're just you're in Canada. You're working hard every day. It's a very case by case basis, but mm-hmm. it, it can happen where yeah, they just they just start. You don't you don't even notice it. You're probably not even conscious of it. Or you're just like, I don't have that. Like maybe I don't mean Marcus like with Swedish and reading, and writing. Uh, no, it's 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 similar. It works. Like it's it's perfectly yeah. possible to be perfectly bilingual. It's perfectly possible. Oh. Right, right. It can be trilingual, and it can be perfectly possible. You just gotta do it. Yeah, and then the other example I know is like when my great grandma came to Canada, spoke Ukrainian, and that's all she spoke for the rest of her life. Still, like, it was, like, like I look back, and it's kind of I'm I admire it now in retrospect, and it's not so much as more of a generation. Like I think if you, for a single individual losing that language, yes, like. 
probably not going to happen in language, but it's passing it on. Like how many generation of Canada right now speaks the same language as their great grandparents or even grandparents for that matter. Like it's more of a generational loss of a native tongue, maybe in certain immigrants. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I don't know. Is that common? Do you guys know if it's, if it's common for grandparents to teach their kids and their grandkids? Surprisingly not. Yeah, this gets into like a whole like integration. Yeah, because like I, I, I have, I don't know. I struggle to grasp that idea because like when I have kids, I'm gonna be like, of course, I want to teach them several languages. Uh huh. Like I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do my children a disservice and like only teach them English when I speak all these languages, right? How do you know you're gonna how how do you know you're gonna live in a uh English speaking country? I'm I am i am fairly certain. <laughs> I, I I don't know, I really like it here, but yeah. You never know, man. No. It's definitely I, being done. Like teaching kids multiple languages. Or like, or what are you talking about? Like, are you talking about like one, like, uh, like just simple, like English, French, or Spanish? I'll probably French. teach my kids two or three, like English. Uh-huh. Well, and I'm, it's gonna be like English, French for sure, because those are the official languages of Canada. Espanol, and then like, and then like whatever, whatever other language. If my wife ends up yeah. being like from a different country and speaks that language, then we'll we'll, we'll use that. Language. So I mean, like, what a lot of parents do. What a lot of parents do um, that are bilingual is that they speak one language at home or they speak, let's say if you, li- you live in Canada, in Alberta, they, they would speak their other language at home. Let's say if you know how to speak Spanish and your, your spouse knew how to speak Spanish, you would speak Spanish at home with your children and then you'd have just the, the children learn, learn English in school or whatnot. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Definitely yeah. a scenario. Like, I know one, one, two examples, this guy named Tetsu, who speaks at Langfest, and he get, he gives talks, and one of his big uh, hot-button topics, which is pretty cool, is, like, teaching his kids five languages, and how he does it. Like, he gets really into the, the pragmatics. Marcus, what are you cutting? Onions? Sorry, I'm... <laughs> what are you no, cooking, I'm making, my, <laughs> I'm making myself a, blood, a virgin Bloody Mary shot. <laughs> uh, nice. Sorry, I got really into. I I bought V eight. No, I I'm like, drink. I haven't had V eight in like years, and I oh. kind of like V eight. V eight. That stuff's an abomination. <laughs> Smack. Good so thing wait. you guys are in separate places right now. So just to dig- <laughs> just to digress real quick, I heard a rumor that uh, Caesars were invented in Calgary. Yes, it's true. Is it? Yeah. However, I'm ashamed of it because can seniors... Can you substantiate that? I don't know, man. I just heard it. Look, cheers. Look, look it up on the internet. Do you, cheers. Like, yeah, cheers. Yeah. Cheers. But so what I do, know, I add... Sorry, keep going. If you look something up on the internet, it, it's, it's going to be true. Like, there's Always. a rule. Like, you, you can't lie if you put something on the internet. Oh, man. <laughs> Cody, how'd you know that? Yeah, but yeah, seriously though, yeah, Caesars were, they were invented in Calgary. Calgary, Calgary so, Incorporated, everybody. So, Ian, what were we talking about? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, about raising that. a raising a kid to speak uh, any given number of languages, 
So there's a guy named Tetsu. He's really into that. I knew I met a guy, a really fascinating guy, named Jonti Yamisha. Shout out. He's a founder of the app Optilingo, which is kind of a cool app as well. And he's uh, he speaks a language I had never heard of. It's a Langfest, Langfest last summer in uh, uh, Montreal. It's called Circassian. It's a, a Caucasus language in Russia. And uh, it's pretty fascinating. Um, I learned this more from the podcast he was on, just how when he's with his kids, it's a hundred percent in Circassian. And just when his and his kids, it's he's he's reinforced it so much that his kids prefer to speak Circassian with him. And it's, it's, just, it's just like a go to. Well, it's not strange. It's like it's this heritage language, right? Like you're talking mm-hmm. about keeping that identity. No, model. I get it. I get it. But that they, that they prefer to speak in that language is, is Oh like, yeah, no, but that's just shows that's just that just shows like the exemplary job he's done doing it. Yeah, because yeah, his kid prefers huh. speaking Circassian, at least with like, the parents, which I think is pretty cool. But but he's like he's steadfast about it, right? So I think language teaching to a kid like that might come back to the language learning element of discipline, right? Which is if you want to do it, you gotta do it. And yeah. Like because kids, kids will slack off too, right? They'll go to like the easiest thing. You gotta set them straight. Oh yeah, sure, but it's it's easier said than done, right? Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna teach my kid this language that's very minority. It's very very few speakers, but you pull it off, and it's like, yeah, you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, um, so with raising kids, I yeah, man, like it's you really do have that power, and it goes back to what we talked on the, in the first episode. Like, you're that language coach for your kid, right? Well. You could be the language coach in French, Spanish, lo que sea. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. I don't know. I don't know. Every every single person that I know that's like perfectly bilingual lived abroad as a kid. Like they lived, let's say their their parents worked in France for like a couple of years, and then they went to French school or whatever. Yada yada yeah. yada. Or or uh, I don't know. But that'd be a Stuff certain like type of upbringing, then, right? Yeah, I think naturally oh, yeah, that would it? just be the case. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, that's that's an alternative, right? So, like, if you have kids, I think it would be worth it to consider moving abroad. For a little bit. Yeah. No. All right. For sure. So, that's... I'm just yeah, saying, that's probably the best way. Yeah. So the like, this speaking, the, the second language at home, sure, that's fine or whatever. Or maybe that would be the first language. I don't know. But th- I guess that would be fine. So, like, living in Canada and speaking some other language than English at home, if you lived in Alberta, right? Mm-hmm. The, I think the, the better alternative would be to actually uh, move abroad. Yeah, if you got the and means like, to, you can do that. If you, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, yeah. So, so. Yeah. So, that's actually, that um, reminds me of something I want to bring up. So not talking about kids because kids will just like we talked about last night, kids will just absorb everything. So it's very beneficial, obviously Mm -hmm. if you get a kid to move abroad and learn a language, but um, as an adult, if you move abroad to a country, it does not mean that you'll just automatically learn the language. No. Like you, you, you act, you actively have to put in the effort to learn. Like, you're not just going to absorb everything. Like I knew like yeah. when I, when I was in China, like oh, almost, I would say like 
probably 80% of the English teachers I knew there, they couldn't speak any Chinese. They, they only knew like the really, really basic like survival stuff. Like, like hello, this, thank Meow. you. Yeah, 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 Jugga. Uh, <laughs> Actually, we had a, we had a, some uh, some of the some of my friends there. We had we had a funny joke that uh, so Jugga, Jugga is like that. That's how to say this in Chinese. Jugga. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah, Jugga. Jugga. And so when when you go to like a store, or a restaurant, or whatever, like you can just you can just point at something and say Jugga, and then they'll be like, okay, ha ha ha, and then they'll go get it. And then you can basically survive on Jugga. But there's some situations where like like if like if if you get in trouble with the police, like my I remember my one friend who's saying like, yeah, if like a police like tries to talk to you and like says you're in trouble, like you, you can't jugga your way out of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's funny. Always trust the locals. Yeah. No, that's an interesting point about uh, people that do live in certain places. And I don't know if it's just, it's just not an interest in the language per se, because you, you, you assume to some degree they're interested in that culture and that place that they're living in for X amount of time. But it's definitely, I've seen that in my travels. Some people, yeah, they just, it's struggling with learning. So that's like part of what this show is like, motivate people and get people into it but then other people yeah it's just it's such a it's a secondary thought to when they go abroad i have another example yeah so in uh, in pincha costa rica Rica. Um, so i don't know if anyone knows anything about costa rica here but basically it's just filled with tourism it's pincha green it's it's uh, pinche gringos. <laughs> gringos. <laughs> it's pinche gringos and it's freaking Europeans. I don't know if Europeans are. That's a subject of debate. Costa Rica, that'll be for another podcast, though. We need, I think, I feel like we need Alejandro here to discuss the topic um, of gringos, stuff like that. <laughs> that's going to be a heated debate. Yes. Yeah. I want to hear the origin so, of the word gringo. Too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's Alejandro. Yeah. Okay. We got it. But, but uh, going back to Costa Rica, my um, freaking Costa Rica. So in Costa Rica, as I said, it's filled with gringos. It's basically, it's basically like a 51st state of the U.S. Basically. <laughs> so if you go down to Costa Rica. Um, Why are you saying it like that? Because that's how they <laughs> say it. No, it's that, that not. This is like Bienvenido Costa Rica. No, dude, yes, they don't, don't say they just, like Costa Rica. Don't they just say Pura Vida like every second word? Pura Vida, Costa Rica, my. That's literally what they say. Dude, the, my, R, the R is different. It's for sure. It's Costa not like the, 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 the standard like Costa Spanish Rica. R. Costa, Costa Rica. Yeah, it's, it's different. Like Costa it's, more... it's kind of like a mix between like an L and an R. Costa Rica. Oh, like Korean. Costa. It might but be more not, like a... It's not like the English R. Like they don't say Costa Rica. No, it's a little Okay, we got to Google that. We got to Google that. But anyway, so you go, (laughs) I'm trying to get to the point here. I'm trying to get to the point here. So there's, there's communities in Costa Rica uh, that are just, just filled with gringos and they're there not to learn Spanish. They're not there to integrate. They're there to just lay on the beach and chill. 
that's what they're there for. Sure, so I yeah. met a bunch of people that had lived there for, you know, years and years, and they didn't speak a word of Spanish. And the locals hate them. <laughs> I mean, hate them so much. Like if you're a, if you're yeah, a gringo, okay, why do they hate them? Because they're just like making zero effort. Because they're annoying. They're annoying. They're tr- like trying to take over the country. And they just make taxes go up and stuff. It's mm. super annoying. Uh, so that's why it's hard. So I know a couple people down in Costa Rica. <laughs> Costa Rica. That's like naturally I say it now. I, I, know, I, know a bunch, I know some people down there that are actually trying to make an effort to like start their own business. They're, they're from the States, whatever. But yeah. they're having a hard time with the locals to, to, to integrate. And they have people like sabotaging for them and stuff, you know, uh, for their business. Because they don't like gringos, basically. But that's classic. That's classic there. You have all these rich freaking Americans that go down there and build like these huge houses or whatever. And then they just walk around and speak English to everybody. And it pisses the locals off. Well, you can't blame the locals for that, right? I'm going to look up the the proper pronunciation of Costa Rica now. Like, I definitely feel like in this... Okay, like, okay. How much? How much Chinese did you know before you went to China, Cody? I was probably like high A two level. Oh, yeah, no, that's like that's great because that just means you have to do like less time studying, and like when you're in country, right? Like. Yeah. Who who wants to be like we talked about that nerdy phase before going to the meetup? Who wants to be doing that while you're in this awesome new country wherever you are, like lodged up with the books? Like, no, nah, man, that's that's meant for like the pre-travel. Not say you're gonna learn a ton of stuff while you're there, but like what you use like A2, that's probably that's like some oil. That's some uh that's some gasoline for the fire, right? Like once you got there. Yeah, it's crazy. There's actually like studies that have been done um, that if you, if you, let's say you move to a, a foreign country and you don't know any of the language, it's, it takes, it's like 10 times more effort to actually learn the language as opposed to if you, if you go in with base. Yeah. Because if you go yeah, in base. with the base, base, you have that foundation laid and you can just, you can just build like, yeah, Marcus, you find it or what? I'm I'm looking for it. Keep talking. Double combo. No. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Escúchame, hermanos, hermanitas. Hermanitas, güey. Escúchame. Las escuchadoras. Ahora decimos Ricardo Rojas Ramírez. ¿Qué diferencia? ¿Qué diferencia? Yeah, 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 Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Costa Rica. What? Costa Rica. You hear that? Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Mike, it's one is pura vida. No, he's probably making Bam. fun of hey, Americans. Twenties hey. Nicaragua. No, no, that's literally how they say it. You go down to you go down to Costa Rica, hablar con los ticos. Ticos. <laughs> no, pura no, vida. but here's the thing. Here's the thing. They they don't have that accent when they when they say other things. Like they still say pura vida. It's like pure life. That's pura vida. Right? Yeah, that's. They still say get twenties. My, but 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 but. They got that but, from Nicaragua. Exactamente, but but the name of their country. They say it with a gringo accent. I don't know why. Don't ask me. There's so many gringos there. They say Costa Rica. Costa Rica, mine. 
Oh, but yeah. it's it, they don't have a gringo accent in general. It's just that. That's at least how I interpret it. Okay. No, I mean, that's... Ricardo Rojas Ramirez. I think I think accents like that are super funny. Like that's part of learning languages. It's just going to ask oh Spanish. I think lots of these, but I'm lots of these languages, but especially Spanish. Once you're in like, it's kind of like we talked about with like literature and word of the day stuff, like that more advanced level. Accents, man. Accents, so much fun. And then once you start meeting lots of people in the Latin American community, Latinos, like you just start hearing the different ones. Like I always remember at the U of S in my 300 level Spanish class, this girl from Argentina sat next to me and like Asia and uh, uh, Persho. And it's like, whoa, it's not that libro de texto esto. Beautiful, man. I love it. And then, like, watching Money Heist and just, like, digging into that uh, es- uh, Castellano. Like, Castellano. Love it, Castellano. Love it. Castellano. Man. Yeah, and you're watching Club de Cuervos, and they're like, no mames, no mames, no mames. And it's like, what? no mames, cabrón. Did you get the La Caída de Edgar? <laughs> Yahweh! Pinche pendejo! Pinche pendejo, güey! And uh, oh, Puerto Rico, <laughs> that Nikki Jam series, El Ganador, all the Puerto Rican slang. Is that worth to watch? Vale la pena, way. If you uh, la pena? if you enjoy el reggaeton, which como yo, claro, tú bailas muy bien, como todo el mundo, sí, verdad. Tú mueves la cadera. I watched like the first episode. I don't. I for some reason I didn't keep watching it, but uh, no, it's like lots of it. Tal vez vale la pena. No, vale la pena, vale la pena. Muchas palabras, muy puertorriqueño. Claro que sí, hermano. But um, so, accents are awesome. I want to talk about something we were going to talk about earlier in the episode. All right. And that is, uh, what you you were saying like when you were in, you were saying when you were in Europe, there's uh-huh. too much English there. And I, I want to talk about the arm wrestling match you get into people. You get like when, when, like, let's say, for example, you're in Germany uh-huh. and you want to speak German with someone and they yeah. respond to you in English and right. they respond to them in German and they respond uh-huh. to you in English. And it's like this. And then it's getting it's like awkward. Arm wrestling match to see like who, who gives in first, right? Yeah. So, what do you guys think of that? Uh, well, I have two thoughts on it. One thing, okay. Uh, yeah, okay, if you're a visitor in the country and you're showing an effort to speak that country's language, you'd hope that person might be, like, cool enough to give you your day in court with the language. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah, all right. right? Yeah, let this guy, let's hear, let's hear him out. Let's hear him out. Like, he's got something to his... Off Deutsch, yeah. Like, let's, let's chat. Let's, let's, uh, let's BS a bit. Um, so there's that. But I guess the tendency is, I noticed this in Quebec, by the way. I love to Quebec, but I noticed that, um, like, the moment they catch that, like, slight non, you're not from here, you're not from around these parts, vibe, it's just, like, that English, then they're going to switch to it. And there's a big thing called language etiquette, which is like 
okay, this guy's obviously seeing me as like an English opportunity and I'm seeing him as a German opportunity. Like when I'm in his country, it's like, yeah, I think if I'm showing effort in his country, like, yeah, give me, give me time of day. But if like, if I'm here in Canada, all of a sudden, like, and I just see a German tourist in Banff and like, I oh, like, uh, you get to see him. And, and he surprises me in English. It's like language etiquette. It's like, okay, he's in my country. Like English is the official language. He obviously can speak it. I'm going to speak English to him. It's just like, it's a language etiquette. Yes. I would love, I would kill for the German practice. But language etiquette to not get that like that wrestle ma- like arm wrestle match metaphor that you said. It's like I I still think it's it's got to be respectful for that. And it, like who knows? Maybe sometimes it'll swing in your favor. But I don't think it's worth really duking it out for like. What are you gonna have a bit of small talk at the end of the day? If it well, yeah, uh, like it yeah, it depends thoughts? on the context, right? And like for example, what do you what would you think if like uh like let's say you want to talk to someone like let's say you meet someone from france uh-huh. and you become friends with them and they live here like yeah. do you think it would still be language etiquette to speak english with them all the time well hopefully if you're seeing them enough and then like they'd be like hey like they can hopefully like that's kind of like a relationship that i have to develop I'm talking. I'm stick, I'm thinking strictly from like a stranger perspective of you just meet them. Like, is yeah. it really worth? Is it really worth the juice that you're going to squeeze to get some German, some French other person? But oh, that'd be stellar if you had like a uh, son from France that you're talking to and you can establish that relationship with to have a bilingual because maybe they want some English and you want some French. So. Maybe you invite them to the meetup and it's like, hey, look, French this time. Yeah. Yeah, it's I don't know, it's I think it's a comfort level, right? But hopefully every both people both people are open to what the other one wants. Yeah. Oh, by the way, have you guys found the have you guys experienced the same thing as me? I think it's so difficult to find German people in in in, in Canada, like German people who live here that you can be friends with. Like there's tourists in the mountains everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, <laughs> but in you terms of like someone that like, you can actually like in Calgary, that like, you can like hang out with and just like build that relationship with, like, it's, I don't know where they are. I don't know where they're hiding. Oh, we were doing all right at the meetup there though. For the few, like German wasn't on that long until Pinche Corona. But, yeah, but like, you don't meet a lot of people from other countries either. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know. It depends on the language. Like with Spanish, like I like I meet a Latino like almost every week here. Yeah, but that's different, man. That's El Latino Montana. America es diferente. <laughs> diferente de que Europa. Es mucho diferente. Yeah, like that's where it has to come in like the demographics of a place. So Hay Latinos por todos lados. Por, por todos lados. Oh. And there's shout out to holacalgary.com. Great website. 100%. Sí, claro que sí. All the Latino happenings. Sí, sí. Oh, yeah? In, in Calgary, in the surrounding area. Yeah, but no, no, I mean, I hear you, man. 
but that's why I feel a lot of this community, like say, yeah, you're interested in German. There's not a lot around like online, man. Like I know cara to cara face to face is not a la pena, but uh, like I talky or just get on some social media, like some Facebook groups. Like there's a pile of people, learners and native speakers alike. But, oh yeah, for sure. And like, don't get me wrong. I, I do that. Like I use, I use yeah. a lot of Right, right. I, I talk to... Uh, That's like a tandem, right? How does that yeah, work? Yeah, Hello Talk is just like tandem, yeah. And I, so I, I like set up talks with people um, pretty often, but like, I mean, there's nothing like face-to-face interaction, right? And that's one thing that's like, <laughs> that's like why uh, like Corona has really, has really yeah. affected me. Like, I know it's obviously it's affected everyone, but for, for like personality types, like, 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 like us, oh, yeah. like, that, like we need social, that social face-to-face interaction. Right. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked that, that things are starting to open uh, up here. Yeah. Yeah. Phase one, baby. At least you can like see a few people in real life. Fase uno. Huh? Fase uno. Fase uno, hermano. Fase uno ahorita. But yeah. okay, I want to go back to that expat idea who's not learning the language. Like, cause I feel part of like, like what's a convincing way to get people into it of like that person that's been in Costa Rica años tras años. Excuse me, Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Costa Rica, hermano. Like what's a, how do you sway someone be like, Hey man, like Espanol way, like to get them into it. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like some people, I think you're just, you're never going to like, it's just not their thing. It's not their jam. And like has it, but I've just, I've been like, there's one buddy here in Lloyd. I'm pretty stoked on, like he's getting into Japanese and he hasn't done a language really since uh, high school. And it had to do with, he was playing a, a Japanese video game recently. That was like his interest that got him peeked into this language learning vault, like in like Japanese by chance. So it's just like, I don't know. It's just certain interest got to like hook people. I find. Yeah. I think that is definitely what it, what it, what attracts most people. It's not like the interest of just learning language for the sake of learning language. It's like, there's some kind of specific interest that, that people have and like like learning it for video games like it i mean did i tell you guys this like this is this is <laughs> this is essentially how i got started with language learning tell us i don't think you did this is a ridiculous kind of embarrassing story so, <laughs> all about stories on the pod <laughs> so i remember i was 15 years old i was in grade nine yeah and uh before for in grade so in grade seven and grade eight I had taken uh, French and I didn't really like I was good at it but I didn't really care for it I thought it was like oh, like this isn't very useful like none of my friends mm-hmm. speak French like well whatever <laughs> and then when I got into grade grade nine I started getting into like video games and a lot of them were like World War Two video games like uh-huh. Call of Duty and stuff like that and, <laughs> and wait Cody you were into video games. What you didn't know that? No, you never told me that. Well, it's like, a part. Of I got a tried gamer to, like, vibe from Cody. Eliminate, huh? Because like 
yeah, that yeah, that's kind of a personal topic that I don't really want to talk about, talk about right now. <laughs> but, no, no. <laughs> tell us this one. Tell us. Yeah. So, uh, I, yeah, game. a lot of these games, like there were like you were like fighting the Germans, right? And like when you when you when you when you're playing those games, like you hear all the yeah. fight, all the all the Germans, like they're Cody, like Feindliche Infanterie, Sanitäter, the Blitzkrieg. Ich bin getroffen. <laughs> like you hear them like screaming all this stuff and like when i was playing this i was like oh like i wonder what they're saying and i remember i took a i took a german class in grade nine and yeah, i swear to god i said this this is something that actually came out of my 15 year old mouth so the teacher was asking all the students like oh like why did you decide to learn german and then i said <laughs> I want to be able to understand half the things that the Germans are saying in my video games. Dude, yeah. Dude, that's course, awesome. That's totally like, like, cool, man. That's valid and cool. That's well, I think it's really dumb, but... No, I mean, dude, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're flat out wrong. Because my buddy is learning... Okay, this game called... I'm, I'm not a gamer. Uh, no, like... Uh, what's a disclaimer? I'm not a gamer. <laughs> but uh, neither am I, for the record. Oh, you used to be by the sounds of it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this game called Yakuza. So my buddy sent me an article on it. I was reading it last night. It's it's like it's more kick ass than a uh, GTA. And by like I watched some YouTube videos on it, and it, yeah, it's the Japanese GTA, but it's better, and it's all in Japanese, all Japanese commentary, like there's subtitles and stuff, obviously. But it, my my body's like, oh, this is neat. This is cool, man. So that's not dumb at all. When you're telling your teacher, that I want to like see more about the German video game. I'm, dude. I'm a teacher now too. And if that's your, if that's what your interest is, that's what your interest is, man. Like, there's so many angles. I got language learning. Yeah, game. I agree here. Yeah. Well, you know what? I so think no, it's not dumb, bro. I think a more legitimate reason for me to get into German was because of Rammstein. Sure, because that problem. actually what because around the same time I was starting to listen to Rammstein, I was like, "Oh, these guys are awesome!" And like, and like Rammstein is still my Rost. favorite. Band, so. Oh, that is incredible! Yeah, incredible band. But that—that's what I'm talking about. It's, it's uh, uh, Steve Kaufman made a great article or argument at a, uh. uh Langfest or in Bratislava about okay what's been a better teacher of English like what's one of those the Oxford something uh like the Oxford Academy or like it's like one of the big ESL schools in the world has that been a bigger pusher of English or has Harry Potter and Friends been a bigger pusher yeah exactly and culture Harry Potter man culture Culture, trumps everything culture like even culture trumps politics my like my mind like cultures massive. i mean i mean just looking at and i hate to to go back to this cody because i know you don't appreciate it but i've just looking at the last episode of the of the last dance yesterday and what michael jordan did for for american culture and u.s culture yeah, abroad. yeah man and like for the interest of basketball and stuff like that i bet a bunch of people learned english because of freaking michael jordan yeah it's huge oh massive. you know speaking of which Cause like I get tired of the language I'm learning or practicing sometimes, but I love that yeah, culture. 
So I was yeah, watching same. some Vice in North Korea from a few years ago. Hangugo. <laughs> Hangugo. And it like North Korea. Koda, <laughs> we can talk about North Korea, but it's Dennis, it's Dennis Rodman with the Harlem Globetrotters oh. visiting. So like Kim Jong il. The great Kim Jong-un. Yeah, he's no, the this was guy. before. This so, was the guy before. Kim Sung il oh, whatever. I'm not gonna go. Kim Jong il Kim Jong il that's the current guy's dad. He was like he was a big Bulls fan. And that's what he apparently passed on to Claro que si. Kim Kim Jong. Who do we have right now? Kim Jong un. Kim Jong un. Yeah. Everyone thought was dead from Corona. But yeah, and he's huge, right? So you watch that documentary, like Vice documentary now, and he's just sitting with Rodman and Rodman's chilling with him. Like that was American personality. Culture, right? What a character. Like, yeah. But that talking about how like culture Rodman. spreads, like North Korea, pretty dystopian. Not gonna lie, but lovers of American basketball. So that's this culture trumping things. So I I feel like Rammstein, your World War II video game, uh, Kim Jong Il loving the Bulls, Toro, like cultura masivo. Um, so. But but yeah, then like that's not to say it's gonna stay your main. That's not gonna be. Because you discover one thing of a culture or a language country and that bleeds into other things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You start, you start at one thing, like, uh, okay, Ukrainian, yeah, as a heritage language, I discovered, like, this Ukrainian rock band, okay, on LZ. Then that led to me getting into, like, Ukrainian uh, folklore and then uh, more Ukrainian music, Ukrainian history. Like, it all, like, you, whatever your starting point is, you're just, like, knocking at the first door. I find with a lot of this. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then the old door just opens up. So then, right then that. Like, 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 look where it's led all of us. Like, look where my stupid interest in Call of Duty led me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it just comes a meandering journey. Yeah. Through these different languages. And then that's what I'm just super interested is like experiences people have had because we all come from somewhere different. It's like, man. Like, no, that's what it is. It's not just learning a language. You're kind of learning a culture. Oh, exactly. There, and, and like we said, that that works within different um, regions of a like geographical uh, regions of a language as well. So, like if you're going in between different Latin American countries, for example, oh, or 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 I mean, like just going between different places, between different English speaking places, different Anglophone places. Like I bet just going to Australia would be like, whoa. Let's play oh, some yeah. Australian. Australian, <laughs> mate. Uh, <laughs> Ireland, Ireland, like yeah, yeah, super cool too. The bloody Irish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, but then it's like it's like this year in Strathmore. I've met a f- cool few Irish people that joined my triathlon club, and it was like, oh, sick man! Like Ireland's like you kind of. It's cool when you definitely meet the people from there too because it's just like you have the most first-hand experience meeting someone from a place so people people themselves are a great motivator yeah for sure so um do we want to touch on that like motivation is like hey like a subject here i say we save it you want to say all right that's a nice little tease 
Yeah, I think we got pretty close I, to an hour and a half now. Yeah, yeah, I think we're I think we're going at a hunt or an well, hour and twenty minutes. Because I want to talk all. Uh, That's big. There's That's a big, big. There's a big whale. There's a. There's a big Moby Dick of why I'm learning <laughs> why I'm learning German right now. I'm all about the literature, let metaphors. Moby Dick, the great white whale. He's a whale, right? Yeah. <laughs> German, because it's like. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was something like, completely different there. He's not a sperm whale, is he? Uh, Herman Melville, man. Like I got into mad detail on this, but yeah, like like why I'm learning German because it's like a big big thing. And I'm learning Korean because I want to like see Cody suffer. Like, no, I'm, just I'm just kidding. Buddy. I'm just kidding. Vamos Much saram saram hail saram hail. I'm gonna enter this competition. Are we gonna? We're gonna, so we're gonna wrap it up here. Yeah, I think it's. You think so? Shout out. All right. Well, one more time then. Polyglot gathering. <laughs> 29th, 31st, 2020 online, boy. You can be anywhere with the Wi-Fi. Get on it for those interested. <laughs> it's it's a blast. That cop, man. That's, that's so my all right there, folks. That's my parting right. words. I'm gonna end it. So right. uh zoom zoom ciao. Zoom zoom ciao. All right. <laughs>